Hello gentlemen, my name is Charlie Ungamak and you are watching the Gird Up A Gogi. This is the place where we teach young men to be the men that God created them to be. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Christ for Disciples podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Steinberg, son of a Ken and father of five sons. Each weekday on the Christ for Disciples podcast, I apply God's word to raising the next generation. Take 10 minutes each weekday to listen to the Christ for Disciples podcast and get direction and gospel power to disciple the youngest generation. Subscribe to the Christ for Disciples podcast by going to ChristForDisciples.com or searching on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and whatever else. ChristForDisciples.com. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. What's up, gentlemen? Welcome back to the Gird Up Agogi, where we are helping young men become the men that God created them to be. My name is Charlie Ungemach. I'm really glad that you are here. Uh, first, before we get started, if you'd like to sponsor any future videos, make sure you let me know. Hit me up either in the comments below or on uh, some sort of personal message. You can get all that information if you follow the links below or find me on the website or even on social media. Also, watch out for new Gird Up gear coming at you, whether it's t-shirts, wristbands, stickers, all that kind of stuff. Again, a reminder that none of those proceeds go into my pocket. They'll go right back into helping provide more content for young men, helping young men be the men that God created them to be. This stuff doesn't fund itself, so we got to find other ways to do it, and this is how we're doing it right now. With that being said, let's get started. All right, fellas, so you have been reading the Bible probably since you were a little kid. If you haven't, um, then you've at least been introduced to Jesus. And you know that in the New Testament, after the Gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those are the stories of Jesus, there's another series of books called the Epistles. That's Greek. In English, it really just means the letters. These books tell us the story of the Christian church after Jesus ascended into heaven. They tell us how the church grew, all the trials, persecutions, and challenges that they faced, and how God helped them through, through miracles and other various signs. But particularly applicable to us today in the 21st century, yeah, 21st century. 22nd century? 21st century? These letters even tell us how the new Christian church was organized, how they worshipped, and how they decided to divvy up the duties among the disciples and other leaders of the church. And these same letters are the letters that still guide those principles in our own churches today. Now you may or may not know that most of these letters were written by a guy named Paul. Now Paul, before he became a disciple of Jesus, was actually a very staunch unbeliever. He was a Pharisee who hated Christians, persecuted Christians, put Christians in jail, and even stood by and watched Christians be killed, maybe even killed Christians himself. That is, until he met Jesus on the road to Damascus one day. And as soon as Jesus introduced himself to Paul, and as soon as Paul became a Christian, his life turned around and his life became all about teaching people about Jesus sharing his word and showing people how they should live now that Christ had come into their lives. And Paul, who is particularly concerned with training up young men who are going to be leaders in the future of the church, focused on three things that all young men should be. He said all young men should be humble, be respectful to authority, and be in control of their flesh. 
Today we're going to talk about that first one, humility. The dictionary defines humility as a low or modest opinion of oneself or one's standing. And the dictionary is not wrong, but we have to remember that dictionary definitions are written by sinful men. Um, and God is the creator of the universe, so when we talk about biblical principles, we need to let God define what humility really is. Because he's the one that tells us how to live. And that's actually exactly what humility is. It's recognizing that I'm not the center of the universe. God is. It's not about looking at myself and saying, man, I'm not worth very much. Ooh, I'm not very important. It's about looking around me and recognizing that I'm not actually the center of the universe. It's not really all about me. When people who don't love Jesus talk about humility and talk about the meaning of life, they're going to say things like, the meaning of life is to fulfill your purpose and accomplish your goals. The meaning of life is to put more good into the world than bad. The meaning of life is communication, acceptance, understanding, and service. The meaning of life is to find joy in all the little things. The meaning of life is just to live, bro. And actually, none of these answers is completely and totally wrong. But as Christians, we recognize that they completely miss the point. Every single one of these answers takes the giant question, the question at the center of life, and puts their fingers right back at us. The world believes and is always going to tell you that the meaning of life is humans. It's a collective. It's about us or even about you. It's all about you. That your joy, fulfillment, health, and happiness are the reason that we're all alive. They look around at the whole wide world and they believe that everything that exists in this entire universe exists in order to be good, to do good, and the general good is the enjoyment of life. The whole universe exists to serve us so that we can fulfill our passions, so that we can find joy, so that we can be happy during our time here. And that really actually is a very selfish thought. It's really selfish to believe that this entire universe is centered around what makes me happy. Uh, you and I know that this isn't true. You and I know that the world doesn't revolve around us. It actually revolves around the one who created the entire world, and that creator is the God who loves me and sent his son to rescue me and take me to be with him forever in heaven. And the meaning of life, our purpose here on this earth, hasn't changed since the beginning of time. At the beginning of time, God created Adam and Eve and he gave them three things to do. He said, first, love me. Love me more than anything else. Just love me. That's your one job. Love me. Then, show me that you love me by not eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because if you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will know what evil is. And right now, you don't know any evil at all. And the third thing you need to do for me is go make some babies. Produce more people who are going to love me the way you do. And actually, our purpose is still exactly the same. We still exist to serve God and love him above all things, to glorify him in all that we do, and to produce more people who love him just like we do. It's always been about God, even from the very start. Unfortunately, you guys know the rest of the story just like I do. The devil disguised himself as a snake, and he convinced Eve to glorify herself before God and Adam to do the same. And so... Adam and Eve chose to put themselves before God, and that's exactly what human beings have been doing ever since. All human beings, including us, have been choosing to honor, worship, glorify, and serve ourselves instead of serving the one who created us, who gives us life, and who promises to take us to be with him for eternity. That's really what sin is at its simplest. It's when you and I fail to fear, love, and trust in God above all things. In fact, when Jesus taught his disciples about the law, he told them that the whole law could be summed up in two rules. One, 
Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And two, love your neighbor as yourself. Love God and love each other. And that's actually what the whole rest of the law is too. It's just the details guiding us in those two rules for the rest of our life. If we love God, we're not going to use his name in vain. We're going to honor him above all things. And we're going to give him the time he asks us for. That's the first three commandments. And if we love our neighbor, we're not going to hurt, steal, lie, cheat, kill, murder, covet, dishonor, spread gossip. The things condemned in the Ten Commandments are all inherently selfish acts and either hurt my neighbor or drive a wedge between myself and God. Humility is the opposite of that. Now, in my years of ministry, I've been blessed to be a part of two different organizations that I think did an excellent job of teaching humility. The first was an elementary school that would say, God first, others second, and I'm third. They reminded everybody that the first person we serve is God. The second person we serve and love are the people around us, and we come third. We come after all those things. And they would post this everywhere. They wore t-shirts that said I'm third. They had bumper stickers and license plates that said I'm third. They put it on their clothes. They put it on their hats. They put it on their desks. They talked about it every single day. And at any point, an adult could look at a kid and say, hey, buddy, I'm third. And it would remind them that they should be putting others before themselves, that they should love their neighbors as themselves, and that they should serve God before anyone and anything else. The second was a high school football team, which would print the letters F-L-S-T on absolutely everything. And it meant first Lord, second team. It was a continual reminder that everything they do should glorify their Heavenly Father and that they are a part of something much greater than themselves. They didn't even mention themselves because they knew that the team was greater than themselves. And again, they put it on hats, they put it on t-shirts, they put it on their clothes, they wrote it on their cleats and on their tape during football games, they put up posters in the locker room, they put up posters on the bus, they talked about it everywhere they went, and they truly lived by it. And now knowing many of those football players as adults, they continue to live by it today because they were well taught what it means to be humble, to serve each other. So when God tells young men to be humble, he's not saying you should have a low opinion of yourself, you should remember that you're not very important, you're really not a big deal after all, and he's not saying you shouldn't think very much of yourself. What he's telling you is to recognize that you and we are not the center of the universe. In fact, we revolve around the creator, the one who gives us life, the one who made all things, the one who wants to bring us into eternity with him, and he is the purpose of all things. You and I don't get to choose our purpose because our purpose is singular. It's to love God and to serve each other. It's never changed. It never will change. And God wants men to fear and love him and to love their neighbor as themselves. So gentlemen, as you go about your week, make sure that you are being humble, that you are serving your Heavenly Father first and serving each other second. Now go and be the men that God created you to be. I love you. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. 
And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.